This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Live from the Stephen Forrest Astrological Apprenticeship Program in Alpine, California, it's Tom Jacobs. Why, thank you, Carrie. <laughs> so uh, this is a fun show tonight. Um, uh, that's that's Carrie Nash. Thank you, one of the participants and organizers here. And we're having a we're having a little roundtable here. I'm in Southern California, and uh, um, one of our participants, uh, Julian Sheridan, thought it'd be a great idea to do a live thing. So um, so I invited some people to come on the show, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, self understanding uh, in terms of learning astrology, learning evolutionary astrology. How has this approach to natal charts and or karma and or transits and progressions or basically these uh, ideas and approaches uh, that we've learned here and have kind of um, that may have grown out of um, these kinds of teachings uh, that, that Steve offers us? How, you know, how have we opened doors into self-understanding? And uh, so we're each going to perhaps maybe share some things, but we're going to have a discussion, kind of an open, kind of free-for-all uh, discussion. I'm really, really excited to be, uh, to be doing this with this, uh, this new setup. Um, so first I'm going to uh, just introduce each person. Um, so you just heard from, from Gary Nash, and uh, we also have uh, October here, and uh, uh, Craig Schwartz. And Marina Orms, and each of those two you've heard on the show in the last few weeks, and also Jillian Sheridan, and uh, and you know my name is my name. So anyway, thank you guys for thank you guys for coming in. This is really great. I'm really happy to to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Great. So um so you know I had this this structure in mind, but I also have kind of this free for all uh, in mind as well. So you know you know how. Yeah, let's just let's just jump right in. Um, you know, I gave you guys the example when I when I told you about this idea for the show, like like how learning some of these principles has um, has altered uh, how you know I understand myself and how ultimately I approach myself. And I gave the example of my tenth house south node. I have a blind spot because I have many many lives uh, being conditioned in the tenth house, and I will be a workaholic and I will not even notice it. And it can be days and weeks go by, and all I did was work. And so, you know, and that's a very imbalanced life. And so learning about these principles, I'm learning about the fourth house north node, the need to go within, the need to understand how I tick and what, what, you know, why, how I'm wired the way I am, but to really know my inner self, to establish roots and all that stuff. And so while it's a blind spot, this fourth house north node, I keep my ears open now intentionally because I know that I don't know it. So I hear fourth house keywords and I say, wait a minute, don't ignore that. And that's kind of really helping me introduce balance in my life. So that, that's just a one kind of example. So I'd love to hear uh, from anybody who wants to, to jump in first about, you know, what's transit or progression or the natal chart in general. Um, I know everybody's got something to say. So, um, so who wants to go? Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first. Great, Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Jillian. And um, actually my, my first um, Stephen Forrest program was two years ago, um, and the theme, the topic then. Stephen always has topics that he discusses. The topic then was dreaming the volcano, and it was all about outer planet transits. And this is something that um, uh, classical astrology doesn't really look at planets um, beyond Saturn. It's so it's Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And, and evolutionary astrology, these things are you know especially these transits are very important. Um, to our becoming and, and understanding ourselves. And at that time, um, I was undergoing uh, Pluto crossing my ascendant. Mm, and right. which what only happens to like, you know, one out of every four people in their lifetime. So it's a significant thing. And Pluto being this like transformational planet, this, you know, it's, I, I view it as very volcanic and wherever it, it goes into your chart, whatever house it transits, it kind of like, you know, forces, you know, it creates like kind of a tornadic mess <laughs> or, you know, like, yeah, it's, it feels more like a tornado than a volcano, but, um, and you know, uh, 
when Pluto going through your 12th house, uh, a lot of people have called that the dark night of the soul. And so there are lots of, uh, you know, I was undergoing a lot. And prior to that, like years before that, I, like every, every good, uh, uh, midlife, uh, person, person in their midlife <laughs> undergoes, uh, the Pluto square, um, the Neptune square and the mm -hmm. Uranus opposition, not necessarily in that order, depending on what, you know, what year you're born. Right. Um, and the way that uh, Stephen had talked about, um, you know, the story, it's, you know, with in evolutionary astrology, there, it's a, you know, it, it, you pre, uh, reincarnation is presupposed, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. past lives. And, you know, and, and the thing with Stephen that I really admire is his ability to storytell and, and evoke images, evoke emotions, and, um, and our lives are stories. And it was the way he described the, the unfoldment of like, well, how beautiful. Here's the setup where you, you know, you first have uh, your Pluto square and then your Neptune and, and how, and it all, it's, as he was discussing that, it kind of, it all made sense. Um, and it's, you know, it, it enabled me to look at my life as, you know, it's quite, quite a beautiful novel, you know. Um, oh, yeah. It's a true exactly. story, but uh, it is mine. But, um, right. but uh, yeah, and, and the thing that I love about, evolutionary astrology he was talking about um the difference between evolutionary astrology and 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 you know i guess modern you know pop astrology mm -hmm. whatever it's like um is that it's it's not a description evolutionary astrology offers a prescription and it's this and it's is a prescription for like the evolutionary journey of the soul and it's constantly moving yes we have right. we have planetary transits and progressions but we're you know, we're moving. There's movement. We're moving from mm -hmm. the south node to the north node in terms of what our soul has chosen to, to learn in this life to right. balance out, you know, tendencies in past lifetimes. So the description so, thing is really like telling you who you are versus prescription, uh, showing you who you can be and giving you tools to work with that and that, that kind of idea with description, right, prescription. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in, in the your natal chart is, is a, a map of your psyche, but it's like this 3D satellite, you know, like there's ongoing weather and you're moving <laughs> up and out and there are constantly choices and and yeah, so I'm, you know, it's been really inspirational and uh, I'm glad to be back. And, Great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. What, what some of the things that I that I like about this particular style is seeing the the transits and progressions as very specific catalysts. You know, your, mm -hmm. your kind of the premise is that your birth chart is a map of who you might become. Mm -hmm. And I know when I first got introduced to this style, it made a lot of sense because while much of of, um, uh, of the way I learned astrology fits, you know, my chart and the things I can observe about myself, there are a few notable exceptions. You know, um, I have Mars and Leo in the first house and, and when I read the classic books about that, I see, you know, I see lots of things about leadership and taking charge, and that is so not me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so seeing it really as an invitation, saying this is an area for you to develop if you're going to live your full life, really helped me reframe that Mars and Leo, this isn't me, I don't want to do that, into something I need to learn to develop right. if I'm going to be fully who my soul wants me to be. And further... Given that provision, you know, that the, all the planets in the birth chart are basically you know, invitations to saying, here, work on this, work on this. Um, well, it's hard to work on everything all at once. You know, like, I'm not that good, and maybe, maybe you out the listening audience can do everything omnisciently, but not me. <laughs> the progressions then give you very specific clues and, and recipes saying at this particular mm -hmm. time, you know, um, like mm -hmm. I, I have a Pluto... Pluto transit that's um, right exactly uh, halfway between my nodes, and you know, as you know, Pluto in the sky is square Uranus, which means the Uranus is right on my south node. So I've just told mm -hmm. everyone out there exactly where my south node is, yeah. and you can now guess how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you know, every nineteen years, you have a right exactly within nineteen so, years. But, yeah. but more importantly, is that suggests that for me, if I do Pluto work right now, and because it's a square. You know, difficult, uncomfortable Pluto work. I'd really rather not look at this pertinent mm. to my deep issues. Yeah. Then that will be a catalyst. You know, it'd be a trigger for the growth promised by the birth chart. Right. So they give you very specific moments saying, this epoch of your life, work on this, and it will describe the conditions and, and, um, and, and, uh, um, triggers you need to help the seed potential of your chart flower. So if you have a, you know, um, Take another example. Mm -hmm. uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, in early 
On March 8th, 2012, uh, Uranus <laughs> cruised over my midheaven. Mm. Uh, very shortly thereafter, I was no longer employed where I had been for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a surprise to me, consistent mm -hmm. with all the, you know, you read about Uranus being surprises and midheaven, you'd see midheaven, you'd see career things, and yeah. maybe more than that, because yeah. it's deeper than that. But the symbolism is very clear. Uranus cruised my midheaven, suddenly I didn't work there any longer with no warning. Literally, there was a note on my door when I came oh back from gosh. lunch. Um, so, by the way, wow. this is one of the reasons why I quote believe in astrology. Astrology is like ten thousand years of observation and yeah. correlation, mm -hmm. which is which is the definition of the science. Mm -hmm. and I know in my world it works, and maybe yeah. for others as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I realize there's, there's something in the in the in the the intro idea to this conversation that I, that I neglected to say, so I want to say this. So um, there's this this thing where there are a lot of astrologers who who might think that talking about the self, talking about themselves, is not appropriate or it's uh, indulgent or selfish or something like that. And um, I, I, as you, as you know, dear listeners, you know, I'm constantly talking about myself. And then I just published the Soul's Journey Three, a case study, which is all about myself. And, and it's, it's about yourselves, Tom. myself. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Talking to you now. That's right. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll gloss over that one. Um, but, um, but, you know, I, th I think it's absolutely critically important to have people learning astrology to understand that there is, there's kind of a before where you're getting vocabulary, you're gaining ideas and perspectives, but then there's also this in-between process where you're like, that is what is happening. How can I approach that more consciously? And then you come on the other side of a transit or progression or something you're navigating with your natal chart and you understand something. So one of my major priorities doing this work is to tell you, tell everybody who will, you know, pull up a chair and listen how to um, basically inspire themselves into growth and taking more control and more positive proactivity in their lives so that's kind of why we're here it's like it's not just like six people sitting around being self-indulgent it's like far from it i actually told them they didn't have to share anything personal if they don't want it but i wanted to talk about that personal um you don't have to share any you know data or events or anything but like but but to, to tell you this is not words this is not data these are not um just ideas this is this is you know astrology is a language of life and so what we're doing here is trying to understand what it is to be human and how we're navigating it, bumping into each other, tripping over our shoelaces, and then also like, you know, winning the gold, so to speak, like, you know, <laughs> this whole like, human variety. So anyway, that, that I wanted to preface that, but I was so excited by Carrie's intro that I just jumped right. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that, Tom, because I think nobody wakes up and goes, I'm going to become a professional astrologer. People wake up and they go, What's going on in my life? Where can I get some clarity? Right. And something leads them to astrology. Mm -hmm. And then they get more interested in it. And of course, where do you start? You start with your own chart. That's right. That's well, right. And then <laughs> when you get a really good feel for that, you realize how difficult and challenging it is to read your own chart because you're <laughs> right. totally biased. You're living it. <laughs> you're you living it's a live it. yeah. yeah, it's an entity. And, and so then you branch out into other people's charts. Mm -hmm. And then there becomes this stigma of, you don't necessarily want to say to a friend that you're doing a reading for a potential client, oh, well, in my chart, yeah, blah, blah, right. blah, 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 right. blah. You don't want to make it about you, but... But you have all that experience to draw from because that is the foundation of your astrological knowledge is yeah. your mm -hmm. own self. And you have to be able to bring that right. to the table right. in, in whatever form. And if it's talking about a transit that you've been through... Or just, you know, like Craig shared about his, his first house, Mars. Like, just something you've discovered about yourself can be so liberating to hear as mm -hmm. as the person receiving a reading to know that, oh, gosh, even this person who has this great amount of yeah. knowledge still has this growth and development. Yeah, it's, it's, tra it's transparency. It's transparency. And mm -hmm. I, um, I recently had a, had a meal with, a, with an astrologer who would probably consider that kind of navel-gazing. And I think that was actually the phrase that might have, that might have mm -hmm. come up. And I was sitting there. I had just published this expose on 19 of my past lives. And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, yeah, no, I get that. You know, I get that. I was in like a great space to hear that and to get that that very like scientific mind perspective, and I and I get that. But I but I you know right after dinner I was like, no, I'm completely committed to talking about this because it's you know that that personal process that yeah. helps people so much. I think to see 
how, what this really looks like in your life. You, you as an example, what this can really mean in terms of the symbolism and, mm. and how to actually work with that and what that looks like right. when somebody's been through that process. Right. I think that can be really valuable for people to hear about. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Do you, you want to you go next, Marina? Sure. Yeah, this is Marina. Um, yeah, my I actually came to the Stephen Forrest Apprenticeship Program and Stephen Forrest's work later in my astrological studies. Um, because I, I started studying, uh, in the early nineties and, uh, and I, so I had a very solid astrological, uh, foundation and, but what I was missing, what I didn't get was, you know, and why astrology hadn't really come alive for me yet was because, um, I saw that my chart was, um, told about who I was, but it didn't show me how to get to my highest potential. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there was an important clue there and, and learning the story of the South Node and the North Node gave me this powerful, powerful tool for, mm. for knowing what energies I needed to be more of, understanding the patterns that were holding me back and having that, um, just that incredible awareness that, oh, I can do this. You know, this thing that I'm really feeling called to, like, not only is it okay, but I'm being told that I need to. Yeah, great. Thank you. So we're going to take our first break. Uh, We'll be right back. Stay with us on the soul's journey for this uh, uh, wonderful um, panel dealio. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hey, people, welcome back to the, the Souls the Journey live from Alpine in the California state. And um, uh, my name is Tom Jacobs. I, I live at tdjacobs.com, and, and I have uh, five friends here with me uh, who are also members of the Stephen Forrest Apprenticeship Program. And we're having a, a, a live roundtable discussion about insights gained from using evolutionary astrology perspectives and, and, and opening doors to self-understanding using these perspectives and, and also a little bit of uh, improv with the, the conversation bit. Um, so, so, Marina, I cut you off to take the break. Uh, I don't know if you were done or not from what you were saying, so I want to give you the opportunity. I could keep talking. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. We were talking about the nodes and having a direction. Having So knowing, having a validation, a confirmation that I needed to go, I needed to have courage, basically. So Mm. my north node is in Aries, and it's conjunct my ascendant. Mm, Right. So that was huge for me, because when I originally learned about the ascendant and what it's all about, 
I thought that doesn't describe me at all. I'm not Aries. I don't. That's I don't. Right. I don't have that courage. I don't speak first. And, <laughs> <laughs> but lo and behold, well, that's just because that's not what I'm comfortable with. Right. But by learning that was my north node. That's my place of um, transformation. And so so learning that I needed to be more Aries. I needed to just go for it and, and um, be more courageous and start putting myself out there really opened up many, many doorways for me. Yeah. So for context, um, for everybody listening who might not really get the nodes quite yet, um, the South node is what indicates our, our conditioning over many lives and the kinds of environments we grow up in and ultimately how we grow up to see the world. So we've lived a bunch of lives, you know, uh, if reincarnation exists, we can say that we've lived a, a bunch of lives, you know, conditioned in a certain way. And so South Node Libra listens to people, perhaps yields to people, perhaps uh, takes other people's opinions into account and is very can be very respectful, but also demure. And and so that Aries thing yeah. is like calling you out. So you're, yeah. you're comfortable finding out how everyone else is and then adapting to. So anyway, so that kind of courage to break free. And so that's a yeah, context. not and, and learning not to be not to allow myself to be defined by relationships. Not right. that needing to please right. other people was an old pattern from um, other mm-hmm. lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's been a, a a beautiful like whole new dimension to my chart. Even just knowing about the lunar nodes. Right. Great. Yeah. Thank you. And and I I have uh, speaking because my nodal configuration. Is opposite yours. I have the oh. south node in Aries, and one of the things that was helpful to me is to realize that I have an inherent tendency to assume to see the world through an Aryan lens, which I think in my case means I don't I don't ask for help. I do. I have an assumption that I am alone, mm-hmm. and so our journeys in that sense are, are diametrically <laughs> opposite. I need to learn how to cooperate and to ask for help. Oh my God, that's like forbidden. <laughs> so they are different, you know. And so, so has, recognizing that I have a pre, you know a, a tendency to assume unnecessarily that it's only me has been very helpful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Marina, can I ask you a question? Sure. When you were first introduced to this concept of the the South Node and the North Node and the trajectory, were, was there some sort of fear and trepidation about going on that journey, or was it did it feel very liberating to know you can release yourself from those loops? It was very things. liberating. And it could have had to do with the timing. It was right in the middle of my Uranus opposition that okay. I happened to Looking learn for freedom. <laughs> so, so again, for context, let me let me tell you guys, listeners. Uh, I feel like I'm the the sideline commentator. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, uh, the Uranus opposition means transiting Uranus, opposing your own Uranus. Since natal Uranus represents the urge to individuate, create freedom, break free from chains that bind, uh, not you know, not be fenced in, the opposition kind of confronts us. Where are we not free? And so that's kind of one of the one of the major components of what we think of um, in normal human reality as the midlife crisis. So that's kind of why everyone in the room laughs because, like, ah, yes, the Uranus opposition. <laughs> early forties, yeah, red Corvette, yeah, <laughs> right, right. You get a red Corvette, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, time to find the new path. Yeah. I was ready for it. I Perfect. manifested that. Great. I, yeah. I have another question. I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Um, this is Jillian. Yeah. Uh, given what we learned today from Stephen, he talked a lot about the ascendant. Actually, give an mm-hmm. overview because uh, mm-hmm. to this this program's topic is um, the, the mastering angles. the angles. angles. Yeah. Four yes. angles. Yes. First, fourth, seventh. Okay. And so um, your you said your north node in Aries is on your ascendant and and the ascendant is how other people see you um, on a sort of a one-on-one basis in, in, in sort of the, um, you know, the, the lens you look out and see the world as and how people see you. So did I'm curious if other people saw your Aries mm. and reflected that to you even when you're like, I'm not like that. I mean, did you ever, mm, that's a good question because the ascendant's real. It's just not part yeah. of your comfort zone. So right, yeah. um, not so much actually. Mm. Um, I yeah, well, but I did. If I thought about it, you know, I, I'm like, okay, you know, there's a part of me that I react. So like when somebody, if a teacher in a classroom asks a question, I'll kind of jump out of my seat a little bit, but then I'll stop myself. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the south node saying, don't go there. That's right. not safe. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's also that because the South Node is in Libra in the seventh, you you would tend to vibrate people into your world who don't want you to do Aries or don't create space for that. So it's like, so it's almost, you know, we get those teachers all the time to draw us into our nodes, to draw us into our <laughs> North node. We also find like those people who, who's, um, you know, uh, seductive egging on can, can lead us into that South node again. So it's like, but it would make perfect sense that that's a lot of people wouldn't have seen that Aries yeah. in you. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Because it's hooked into your North node. And so, you know, kind of by definition, the North Node is, the, very crudely speaking, the future, which is a right. place you have not yet been. And so it's, it's <laughs> at, at a minimum, it's clumsy. And so I'm wondering if, you know, uh, um, the kind of astrology I learned would have said, oh, you've got Aries rising. You're sort of, you know, bold. You know, yeah, put right. you in charge. And I'm wondering, was that true for you? Do, do, I mean, because the North Node stuff would suggest that that's actually something that is actually unfamiliar because of the nuance of the North Node being conjunct the Ascendant. Very much, um, it, and I, it was something that I suppressed. I think it was mm-hmm. part of me, mm-hmm. but most of my life, yeah. it didn't have expression. And when when I got this permission to express that, everything in my life started working better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because then you can you can kind of like round all the bases. You can kind of like you know yeah. like well, exercise all parts of you, or at least be in touch with them. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. also claiming your destiny. And, and if the North Nodes really are a um, a way of uh, engaging with what your soul's deep purpose is as you hook into what your soul wants. Soul goes, oh, cool. Well, let's make life work for her. Right. Yeah, exactly. The really door opens good, up. Yeah. 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 Really good point. So I have the opposite structure where I have my south node on my ascendant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. that's why and this so- group got picked the way it did. <laughs> and so all that... You know, were you comfortable in leadership positions and all that? That's just all natural for me. And then when Craig was talking about having his Aries South Node and he just does everything alone. Oh, yeah, first house South Node, same right. thing. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't need to ask for help and nobody would help me anyway. And they wouldn't do it as well as I do yeah, if I did exactly. ask. So why would I bother? Right. But what, it's, it, what I really love and have gotten out of Stephen's program is and I actually came to the program when I had a really hardcore transit to my nodes, and that was my Saturn return in my late twenties, which is squared in my nodal structure. So my Saturn's down in the fourth, and then my nodes are in one and seven. And during that Saturn return, I did all the classic fourth house things. I I got married, so I started my new family. Mm. I technically, so you leave your family of origin when you start your new family. I moved out of the country. We we went and lived abroad for a while. And right at the end of the transit, I actually, my husband passed away. So when I look at the fact that I have a north node in Scorpio in the seventh house, mm. and I had that Saturn squaring that node at the time, I, I mean, I knew nothing about astrology. That's when I found astrology, because I needed something that could explain to me why my life had taken this turn. Right. And I'm at the point, now it's been seven years, so the Saturn's just come up over the horizon. It's squaring itself natally. It's going across my north node. And all those things that happened seven years ago are coming right back to the surface. But I feel so much more well-equipped to handle it. At the time, seven years ago, Mm -hmm. my life fell apart. I was totally hopeless and helpless (laughs) feeling. And now I feel like, I have the tools, more than even just the astrology tools, but everything I've learned about myself and about this journey. Mm. And and that it, for me, it's, it wasn't comfortable like Marina when I learned all this because I was in the thick of it. I was not looking mm-hmm. for some kind of freedom. And now that it's getting to that point, I'm like, okay, I think I can manage this. And it's starting to, the North Node is, is having a lot more appeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. than ever before. It was always this very scary, horrific thing in my life. And now it's like, yeah. oh, now it's kind of getting um, to the point where I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. there could be some fruition with that self-exploration into that North Node. And, and so for those of you following along at home, the, the, the Taurus South Node would love things to be straightforward and simple. Oh, gosh. And would see the So that in, whenever you hear somebody has a Scorpio North Node, automatically the, the South Node's in Taurus, and they would probably prefer things be pretty straightforward. But that Scorpio North Node says you have to get dragged into Scorpioville, which is 
intense, difficult. <laughs> Why do these things happen? Asking these hard questions and the death of a spouse and like, you know, so it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, so it's like pulled, pulled into that. That's, uh, that's like the key thing because, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our circumstances, but then you go, if you get a moment's reprieve from whatever is claiming your attention, it's very helpful to to ask why. And one of the things I like about astrology is it gives you a context. You know, why did I get dumped from my work? Well, my work was right. stale. And, <laughs> right. and people, you know, friends literally wishing for me to be fired for years, saying, you don't belong there. And uh, I was stuck in there. And so, you know, I think spirit came and helped out. Said, sure. Okay. Bye. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, time to reinvent yourself. Well, I think specifically the good, the thing I absolutely love about evolutionary astrology is that it is evolutionary, period. Like, um, you know, the stuff that's going on in the sky that's affecting you at this moment, like a, a particularly difficult transit, the fact that you have your nodes and you know that there's a place for you to be going completely gives you the perspective that allows you to keep going instead of, okay, you have Saturn hitting your natal Pluto, you're going to die, everything's horrible, right, everything's go terrible. hide in the corner. Okay. You wish you were never born. And oddly enough, I got, I had, I've always, I, this is October, by the way, and, um, Hi, October. Hi, Hi October. <laughs> is that like Madonna? Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I totally forgot your last name. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was May. I get it a lot. Amazing. <laughs> I um, I'm 21, and my astrological learning journey pretty much just started about two years ago. Um, you're lucky. Yeah. You're very lucky. Very You'll lucky. have this for the rest of your life. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. But um, so yeah, you know, just getting into basic astrology it was interesting and I loved it and uh, the idea of separating source energy into 12 separate pieces is was awesome to me but I noticed I kept getting stuck in I guess uh, traditional or mainstream pop mm-hmm. astrology it wasn't really leading me anywhere I felt like I wasn't growing from it I felt like I was there was a lot of deterministic things going on right. um, <laughs> so I was just looking for something more after kind of like my first year of really getting serious about astrology and knowing the fact that it's a real science and I can move forward in it in life. Right. It's not something yeah. I have to do behind closed doors. Right. So yeah. um, through a Saturn transit over my son, I came across Stephen Forrest's work and it was just like, so aha. It was, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> and yeah. once the nodes came in, I was sold. Once I, once I realized that, that um, my South node was in cancer in the eighth house. And that's why I always felt this, Dooming, gloom feeling throughout my life. Yeah, it makes makes so much sense, and I really appreciated the ability to um, make astrology about self-reflection instead of determination. Well, self, self, anything. A lot of people now are are learning astrology through websites and things on you know the internets, and and it's um it's very easy to put things up. Like it's very easy to post things that um, you think that a person might think are is a great idea or kind of working with traditional ideas or, um, you know, this is how things should be. And it's kind of like, uh, like one of the wonderful potentials of, of learning in this way is that people who have things to say can broadcast it. But it's also like we have to check is there is there heart, is there conscience, is there, mm-hmm. you know, is there is there a perspective on you know, the people that you're talking to, are they people or are they, you know, brains that, that are absorbing facts? And because when I was learning, um, I, almost everything that I came across, I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, because of the determination yeah. idea. I was like, yeah. I was like, I just started to feel kind of creepy and crummy if I <laughs> believed that that was true. Like, right. so, so anyway, so I, I, I relate to that. But it's so easy to find, to find stuff now, but it's kind of like, you know, is this, appealing to your mind or does this wake up your spirit does this make you feel that there's a, a reason to study it you know and so so and that's what i'm always trying to do with with this show and so I, important yeah. to trust yourself trust your own yeah. hit of of whether something really resonates for you and whether it's helpful and you mm-hmm. know if it doesn't if it doesn't resonate don't yeah. use it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this this program here, uh, Steve's program, is full of people who have studied a tremendous amount of astro- astrological stuff over decades, and then they're like, "Wait, a, wait a minute, I don't, 
I don't know. And then finding his work and saying, that's actually a positive approach. That's a humanistic approach that, that, you know, from one, one of the things that, that, um, um, Steve actually, I think he wrote it in the, in the forward to the soul's journey one. And he said something about how it's spiritual psychology. It's like, it's like like the kind of a, a approach that that I'm using that he uses. It's it's like not just the psychological thing because that model can't tell us everything about ourselves. And so this kind of you know I said waking up your spirit and I felt like a complete dork, but that's exactly what we're talking about, like that the relevance and and um you know if if I if I you know see Craig's chart and say oh well Mars is only one the first and you're supposed to be a boxer whatever <laughs> or a tap dancer you know whatever. George M. Cohan reincarnated, whatever. You know, if I, if I, no. Right? <laughs> but if, if, I, if I do that, then obviously I'm not, you know, respecting him as, a, you know, what I would phrase and call me corny, that's fine, but a portion of divine consciousness, like every person being this incredibly wonderful being that, that needs care and actual, you know, finding the way to reach you. Right. So, well, that, yeah. that's really important because, you know, so much of the way that, uh, that I learned astrology is, is essentially memorizing. Uh, big lists of what things were and then trying to figure out the deeper principle behind that. Some books will give you a deeper principle. Um, But that it's very easy to go into trying to to say to a client or to yourself, oh, this is what it means, you know, and, and, you know, so if I'm supposed to be a boxer or, or, you know, or a tap dancer, that's useful up to a point. Mm. But the more important piece there is to recognize that almost everything that, at least for me, if I'm doing sessions, to to say everything I take everything I say as myth as as parable and even if yes. it just even if I happen to have to say something that actually fits directly in your life mm-hmm. I probably don't even know it mm-hmm. nor should I it's mm-hmm. much more important for you to mm-hmm. get the quality the feeling mm-hmm. of it so maybe I should be not a tap dancer but someone who I don't know does uh, you know martial arts or you know on stage yeah. or something with that quality of it or is, right. is assertive yeah. and as, you know learning to be personally assertive in a way where there's public attention on me, which scares yeah. the willies out of me, but of course, if it didn't scare me, it wouldn't be Mars. Yeah, right. <laughs> but to take that place where you're empowering the clients and people, which is to say you, to say, wait, this is what I think it means, but maybe it's bigger, deeper, or a little different. So you yeah. can kind of find your way into something that really works for you. Great. And then that gets the astrologer out of the trap of having to be, quote, right. 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 Great. So, so thank yeah. you. So we're going to take our second break now. Stay with us. We'll be right back on The Soul's Journey. Answers to help you navigate life. The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. Uh, my name is uh, 
well. It's Tom Jacobs today, and uh, I live on the web at uh, tdjacobs.com, and we're broadcasting uh, live in a special roundtable format, though the, the table uh, around which we we're sitting is, in fact, uh, ovoid, but it's still a roundtable. <laughs> and, uh, it's an ovum. Yeah, so it is. It's ovoid. Look at that. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, so, so, Carrie, you wanted to make a, make a comment about intention. Yeah, one thing that I've learned through evolutionary astrology, specifically through Stephen Forrest's program, is the use of transits and progressions intentionally. So as a practicing astrologer or client who, who goes for a reading, you get kind of a bead on what's going to happen. And October mentioned knowing that there's a path based on just what's going on in the sky now and how it affects you is the idea that you can take that just kind of baseline data and start to think about how you can use it for that growth. So if if you're going toward your north node, how can you take any transit that's happening and help have it help you grow towards your north node? Mm-hmm. Or in my case, having experienced the backhand of Saturn, now I'm sort of at the point where I saw the Saturn coming and it's Saturn yeah. and I are shaking hands That's because right. I have I, I know how to use the energy better right. to to grow along the path that I have chosen. Right. Is it the right one? Who knows that? Right. <laughs> but you, you get to learn by trial and error. But Stephen really heavily influ- emphasizes that using that knowledge and especially helping with clients. Mm-hmm. And you may not know anything about them or their personal life. You may just know the data on the page, but you can say something to the effect of this would be a great opportunity to mm-hmm. and, and just yes. interpret the symbols in a couple of different ways. And one of them is bound to resonate right. or spark right. something. That, that's so key. Actually, that's what I was going to talk about, talk about is, you know, that, you know, um, we are co-creators with the universe. Yes. And if it doesn't, it, anytime, you know, you know, if Pluto's in my, first house by transit it's like i can take the power embody it myself if mm-hmm. i don't consciously do that mm-hmm. some powerful platonic person is going to do it for me yeah. and maybe it won't be as pretty as right. if it were that if i did it myself right and, i spend so much yeah. time working with clients and they say this terrible thing happened how can i make sure it doesn't happen again and i say well own the point in question and they're like, mm-hmm. kind of going into that and owning it and do we have a guinea pig thing brewing over here is that what's happening <laughs> yeah well, yeah. I think you're going to get a sample of an intentional, intentional approach to a progression. Craig, you were looking at that. At, at October's progressed Mars on her Scorpio Pluto in the 12th. Yeah, it's very close. And so a progression is a symbolic technique that, for our purposes, works kind of like a transit. Uh, and the main thing with, with progressions, especially with Mars, is that, and for the technically inclined, we're talking about secondary progressions, that they, they move very slowly. So whatever progressed Mars... Uh, conjuncture Pluto is, it's going to be a t- several years of, of something. And the something is going to affect your natal Pluto, which is going to be about intensity and, in, in, in my world, kind of how you deal with, with intense power. You know? mm. And most yeah. of us, when we, when we hit intensity, can't handle it, and so it often shows up as wounds, but can also mm. be you know, uh, very inspirational and give you purpose for your life. It's how you work with potency. Um, Generally, we're in a culture that does not want us to be incredibly powerful. So typically, if you, as a kid, show you say show all your awesomeness, you get squelched. So we often get <laughs> wounded there, but it isn't necessary. So we say Pluto transits, and can everyone give me a new Pluto transit? Okay. But they don't have to be horrible. Because when I mentioned yeah. this during our break, you said you're actually having a cool year. Uh, or at least, um, what were your words like? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> the Pluto work. Okay. Yeah. So, so with Mars going over that, I would essentially say this is an extended period where current, where you're you're being invited to go very courageously into the places of your of your core wounding, which in this case would probably have to do with your your connection with spirit or your ability to go deeply into into the kind of practices where yourself gets you you, you suppress yourself or you're practicing being free of ego mm. we call these mystical practices or religious mm-hmm. um and so a lot of conventional astrology would say oh mars over your pluto bad things will happen to you avoid dark alleys so <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. but i think a more a wider <laughs> approach is to say yes that's on the menu of possibility but for several years you're in a place where you can reclaim an immense amount of your lost power if you can find the courage face things that will scare even you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, That's great. And go into it. And so you the, the intentional transit available to you in this in this period you're in, this couple of years, 
is basically to practice being brave, even though you're working with material that is really powerful. Yeah. And to essentially reclaim your own power through the specific prescription of claim your own willingness to be fierce and, and um, metaphorically kick butt. And maybe right. not so metaphorically. Right. right. Yeah. right. 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 Does anyone have comments on that or additions? That, yeah. Back to, uh, <laughs> back to what Jillian said. So that's a perfect use because of the whole dark alley thing. Because if you don't kind of claim this power and take this deep, dark step... Like, literally, there is something to mundane astrology. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there may be some bad guy lurking in an alley. And if you're not using the transit, the transit will use you. Yeah, I totally feel that. It's that, all about yeah. energy. And, and it's all about energy. And, and, you know, this I call this the vacuum effect. If I don't, you know, if, if Craig, did, I have Mars in the first two, like Craig. If we don't do it actively, Mars comes to us because we've created a vacuum. The energy is real. It can't go anywhere. We can't undo, I can't, you know hope and pray that I don't have Mars in the first because it's hard to deal with. I have to figure, you know, I have to figure out how to do it. So, so when we, we don't do something, we've created a vacuum and it's like every, every planet it's possible to create a vacuum with that. And then what happens is something comes in that you might not have chosen and kind of the unconscious experience. And then you're like, well, why would that happen? And then if we do it over and over again, then we get beliefs associated with it, and then it's karma, and then blah blah blah. You gotta do it all again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would also, I would also like just kind of add a different, you know, add a couple of other keywords here with with Mars. Progress Mars is always that that inner doer, like that inner person who can begin things or initiate things, and that that whole warrior idea and that you know claiming is is that the huge Mars word, and it's kind of like Pluto and Scorpio. You know, the stuff that you're carrying from a bunch of lives, it runs deep. And Pluto in the 12th is sometimes not seen or not obvious or we're not always sure how to talk about it because it's like it's in the house where a lot of us will say um, we can't find it. We don't know what to do with it. So so it's like, you know, uh, you know, October, you know that like the channeling that I do reflects Pluto in the 12th and that's one way to do it. Basically, I'm m- working in multiple dimensions mm-hmm. at once. And But there are all these different ways to do it. But for you to act – on the twelfth house to do, but it's like from the inside out, right. and and but so you have that opportunity to you know just keep your radar open so you're not you know creating any vacuums ever, right? Yeah, and then that makes me actually think, well, where is her Mars? And it's actually in early Scorpio on her natal sun, so she's already got some mm. Scorpio Mars something. We don't know how she uses it because it's a Libra sun. She might still try to be nice, <laughs> you know what I mean? She might be like you know still nice you know whatever but like it's like that forthright thing and then it's coming to this house of mystery and the sign of depth and all this stuff and so like how can you you know the deep psychological stuff that goes with Pluto in the 12th and in Scorpio like how how do you access like Steve would say um is there anything uh uh, that you're not conscious about yourself (laughs) you know it's a a joke and it's like (laughs) And so it's like now you like have to do something about what you don't yet know about yourself yeah yeah yeah. 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 yeah I, that, Tom summed it up pretty well. I was just going to add um, about taking initiative. It's important. Mm. Mars is about taking the wheel and steering and taking charge in that way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so we have about five uh, minutes left. So, yeah, Julie? I have, look, this is uh, recalling from the, the last segment, I believe, because um, we heard from, that Craig had his south node in. Aries, North Node in Libra, and Carrie, um, your South Node in the first, mm-hmm. North Node in the seventh, and you said sort of the same thing. But if, you know, first house, seventh house, not the same. You know, not the same exactly, but similar. Your so resonance. I wanted you, me, Tom, if you could comment yeah. on the difference between a South Node in Aries versus a South Node. Oh in yes. The first, in the first. Well, so yeah. South Node in Aries, Aries being a mode or a way of doing something, and even a motivation. You know, kind of like. How is something happening? But the house represents the parts of life that 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 are happening. So so south in the first has to do with independent. I just use a bunch of generic keywords, but independence, leadership, you know, um, um, doing right. And south in Aries, uh, or kind of like a life of doing. But south in Aries, whatever house it's in, would be how that thing is happening. So boldly, quickly, instinctively. So so all the first house things would have the first house things would have instinct boldness in common with it but it's not the mode it's the part of life mm-hmm. so like you would tend to do um can i say what house your south end's in mm-hmm. okay so aries in the 10th and then yours your south end's in the first so it's like craig's 10th house is done in an aries way 
but we're talking about Carrie's first house and it is and it definitely is different but but when you distill keywords there's a lot of um c- connections yeah commonality yeah 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 so it's interesting. We actually kind of have a lot of Mars stuff going on. South yeah. in the yeah. first, because yeah. I have Mars in the first square of the nose. I've got Mars got on got the descendant. Mars on the descendant. Right. Mars on. Yeah. It's kind of a Marsy conversation, I guess. Yeah. 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 We're all going to put on our Martian voices. <laughs> I think we are going to... I think we are going to fist fight after. No, no, no. We're going to be assertive. Okay, then we can arm wrestle. We can arm wrestle instead. That's good. That's a good, that's a good, like... I'm so going to (laughs) win. All right. Out in the alley. Good. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for for coming to do this. We have just a couple minutes left, and um, I'm just going to introduce you guys or you know i don't know how do you introduce somebody on the on the on the outro like you you extradue them i'm going to extradue that sounds horrible oh that's good i'm going to thank you so carrie nash october patterson yeah i got your name right when she first came to the program somebody omitted her last name so it was just october that the whole madonna joke so i can't remember the name because i've never seen it uh craig schwartz uh marina orms jillian sheridan and my name is um you know, Tom, Tom Jacobs. So, Jacobs. so for the last for the last uh, for the last minute here, I want to give you some um, announcements of stuff that's coming up uh, in my universe that you are welcome to come in and uh, and, and play with me regarding. And um, one thing, the first thing is energy is money is energy. Uh, the course to go into your birth chart to look at um, how ener- your energetic field is uh, perhaps. Uh, keeping you in debt or blocking you from abundance, something like that. It's a course about abundance, but I don't usually say that because it's about our consciousness, about give and take and how money relates to love. So that starts on, uh, on the, the 25th, Saturday, the 25th of May. That's open to a small group of people. You can go to tdjacobs.com forward slash time, which is my calendar page and look that up. Um, there's a PDF there to read. Uh, and the other announcement is the evening before, little anachronist but the evening before is the full moon uh, event and call uh, with ascended master jehudi where i channel this um dude who's here to help us who comes through to help us um understand ourselves better and it's an energy work thing it's a consciousness raising thing meditation and if you're in uh tucson arizona you can come to my living room uh you can again check that out through tdjacobs.com forward slash time and then you can also call in from anywhere in the world and uh it's an hour-long meditative thing that can help change your life and have a a bunch of people who call in every month in order to um uh reset their energy fields clear out energies that don't work heal karma like all kinds of things people uh, also talk about um uh, health benefits and health changes and relationship uh betterment and all this stuff so that's on um friday may 24th at 6 15 p.m pacific so thanks again for everybody joining me the soul of your work awaken the soul of your work yeah yeah. which is a four-day teleseries that marina's putting on and i'm one of the people uh and so you can you can get all the details through astrologyheals.com and um yeah and and it's it's um yeah the, the the segment i'm doing is about um Pluto. Uh, Pluto generations, yeah. So, like, yeah. 10 seconds, say what you're doing. Sorry, we're, uh, I'm talking about lunar nodes. The whole series is about the theme of work and how you can be your most effective, productive, and soul-based in your work. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for, for, for joining us. And you can, um, you know, tune in every week and listen to us, uh, us, me, our life. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.